Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another edition of TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor. I'm your host, Kevin Taylor. It's great to be with you as we end another week, but great to be able to talk about sports from the capital city of Georgia of Atlanta as we go into the weekend. And, of course, this coming Sunday is November 1st, and you know what that means, harvest as well as midway point of the NFL season. And also at the end of October means basically uh, we're heading down the home stretch in college football as well because you only have another month to go. So uh, the end of October, beginning of November is always a great time, especially if you're a football fan. But we're going to be talking about football as well as basketball on this particular program. Hopefully everyone has been doing well, and I know I have been, and just so glad to be back with you talking sports. And Of course, even though I'm in Atlanta, I love sports. I love talking sports, as well as from an Atlanta perspective, because I'm in Atlanta and I support all the local teams. There's no shame in my game about that. But at, at the same time, I do also watch other teams as well. And on this program, we are going to recap the big thrilling finish last weekend between Georgia State, I'm sorry, not Georgia State, Georgia Tech and Florida State, and uh, their thrilling matchup. Also, we're going to preview the big cocktail party. Yes, the largest outdoor cocktail party is coming up this weekend. It's the game between Georgia and Florida down in Jacksonville. We'll preview that. Also, we'll preview the uh, Falcons game this coming Sunday inside the Georgia Dome as they return home to face Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's going to be an exciting game, no doubt about that. Also, we're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks as they started their season at 500 at 1-1. I was at the game on Tuesday night. And it did not look good against Detroit. Did not look good. But at the same time, they rebounded against New York on Thursday night. Looked very well. So they're in action actually tonight as we record this program at Phillips Arena against Charlotte. But I'm with you. So, hey, you know, we're going to have a great time as we talk sports right here from Atlanta. So make sure that you reach out to me anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You're easily Find me at KevinTaylor98. Again, that's KevinTaylor98. And as we begin this program, as we close the month of October, I just want to give a big salute to all those who have gone through breast cancer because October was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But ladies and also gentlemen, please, if you're scheduled to get a mammogram, let it not end or be done in October. You know, do it all year round. If you feel something that is not quite right, go with that instinct. Get it checked out because, of course, early detection saves lives. So remember, even though we're closing out October in Breast Cancer Awareness Month, please be proactive and get your mammograms and get checked for early detection to save your life. And also may God bless those continually who have gone through breast cancer. And please remember those in prayer who are going through breast cancer right now. And let's remember those families who have lost loved ones. Uh, from this terrible illness of breast cancer. So make sure that you remember those who are going through it and remember those who have already gone through it. And, of course, if you've gone through it, you can be a support or an encourager to those who are going through it. 
the breast cancer uh, illness right now. But uh, at the same time, we want to remember those who are affected and afflicted with this terrible illness. illness. But, you know, we still want to salute, like I said, those who have persevered and who are strong and who gain strength every day. Thank you so much for being an encouragement to everyone as well, just by being a testimony. All right, well, we're going to start the segment off with the World Series, actually. The World Series, Game 3, is this coming uh, weekend, and it starts on Friday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is when you have games. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting series between uh, uh, the New York Mets and Kansas City Royals. The uh, series has shifted now to New York, the Big Apple. That's where it's going to be held for the next three nights, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, if Kansas City, who's up on the Mets, two games to none, if they can take care of business and sweep the Mets, then, of course, there will not be a game five on Sunday. But at the same time, hey, this has been a series that we thought was going to come down to a pitching duel. Game one was epic, went into extra innings. Game two was just dominated by basically Kansas City. The Kansas City Royals reminds me of a 1991 Braves team that went all the way to the World Series because they relied on some young arms and some clutch hitting from some young hitters. That's exactly the model that Kansas City has, and they don't have a large payroll. So this team could be one that we'll see for a lot more years to come. But I like what they're doing in Kansas City. I like their pitching staff. Now, the Mets, they're no slouches as well when it comes to pitching. But at the same time, I give the edge in this series to Kansas City because they're more balanced than the Mets, and plus they're hotter right now than the Mets. So I don't think it's going to go four games. I think it's going to go six. I think we'll see six games in this series. I think Kansas City will close it out early next week, but uh, it's going to be a great series still. So make sure that you watch all the games on Fox Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but Kansas City should take the series in six games. That's my prediction, all right? All right, you're inside of Taylor Made Sports. I'm your host, Kevin Taylor. Also on this program, we're going to hear comments from Georgia Tech head coach Paul Johnson as his team prepares for a big game against Virginia this coming Saturday, as well as the radio voice of the Atlanta Hawks, Steve Holman, will give us his take about the Hawks and their changes during this upcoming season as NBA is now back in, in session So uh, from their summer vacation. So, you know, it's fall, November. Uh, Like I said, NFL, college football, you've got the NHL, you've got NBA. Hey, you know, it's a sports, it's a sports watcher's delight, you know, because you have so much that you can choose from to watch at any given time. This coming Sunday inside the Georgia Dome is going to be a big game between the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. James Winston will be coming to town for the first matchup that he'll be facing against his division rivals. The Atlanta Falcons, and this should be a great game. The Falcons coming in, coming into this one six and one, second in the NFC South to undefeated Carolina, who plays Monday night against Indianapolis. And Tampa Bay comes into this one; they are two and four, but could easily be three and three if they would have held on to their lead last week against Washington. But uh, the Falcons, they're kind of slumping a little bit. You know, Matt Ryan has been off the past three games. Uh, you know, Julio Jones has been the main go-to guy. Devontae Freeman, is, he's, he's running up and down the field almost. Roddy White is almost a forgotten man. You've got Leonard <laughs> Hakers in, in the mix now uh, with the receiving core. But at the same time, the offensive line is what's really impressed me. 
they have really played strong. They played together. They have really played very well. The defense has kept the Falcons in a lot of games. The Falcons have gotten off to a slow start a lot of the times, but uh, the defense has really stepped up, made some big plays and key plays at key moments. But uh, the offense has got to pick it up. Yeah, Matt Ryan knows that he's been struggling, and he knows that he has to play better, that's for sure. But I think Matt gets better this week against Tampa Bay. So hopefully we'll see. But uh, at the same time, you never know until you actually get onto the field. Now, of course, if you are in the southeast area, you can catch this game on Fox. Kickoff is at 1 o'clock. And uh, like I told you, the Buccaneers, they held, they, they could have won last week if they would have held on to the lead against Washington. But they blew a 24-point lead against the Redskins last week. And now coming to the Georgia Dome in Atlanta where they suffered, can you believe this, a 56-14 loss last season. And the Falcons They've been to 6-10, but they beat Tampa Bay 56-14. But, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, they still are optimistic. And, uh, you know, they still are a young team. Lovey Smith is still a work in progress with this team. And uh, running back Doug Martin is third in the NFL with 541 rushing yards. And uh, Dan Quinn, he's, he's taking notice of that. So, you know, they're going to be game planning for him. And, of course, rookie quarterback Jameis Winston, who I mentioned, is also also starting to pay more play more efficiently. As uh, he's, you know, getting used to the tempo of the NFL, and a lot of people when he came out of Florida State said he was the most ready quarterback of any of the quarterbacks that were coming out of last year's draft, including Marcus Mariota. So basically, you now are getting your quarterback, uh, you know, a little bit more in sync now with the way the offense is supposed to go. You've got a running game now with Doug Martin. So the Falcons actually have the league's number two run defense. But, of course, just like the usual, the secondary can be vulnerable at times. So uh, you never know. We might see a front seven trying to contain Doug Martin. And uh, that, that way that will kind of help out the secondary so that they don't, they don't get beaten down the field. But like I told you, Falcons running back Devontae Freeman is running up and down the field. He leads the league with 621 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. But the offense, like I told you, they have hit a snag. Uh, pass protection, uh, been okay, but you know sometimes it could be could have been better. And uh, Matt Ryan, like I said, he's been inconsistent. Uh, but the defense is ranked last. They allow basically thirty points per game. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rank fifth in pass defense. But that's because they trail often. Now, opposing quarterbacks have a one hundred eleven point two passer rating, and that's second in the NFL. Second highest. Can you believe that? Wow. Now, here's some keys to watch out for. The Buccaneers wide receivers against the Falcons cornerbacks. Jalen Collins, you know, Desmond Trufant. So we're going to see how the receivers stack up well with the uh, cornerbacks for the Falcons. Also, we can't leave out Robert Alford. And uh, Alford is expected to see plenty of uh, action against uh, wide receiver uh, Dante Dye. Uh, so we'll see how that matchup comes out to play. Hopefully the Falcons will have an edge on that. Uh, Russell Shepard of the Buccaneers has been dealing with a hamstring injury, but uh, he's returned to practice this week and likely to start uh, opposite Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson, uh, who's actually dealing with a sore knee. So uh, Doug Martin has had three consecutive 100-yard rushing games for the first time in his career, 
And Devontae Freeman is the first Falcons running back with three consecutive 100-yard rushing games since Michael Turner in 2009. So the running attack is back for the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons, of course, I think will win uh, this game on Sunday, and uh, I think Matt Ryan will get back into the groove and get back in sync with the way we are accustomed to seeing him play and uh, distributing the ball to different receivers. Devontae Freeman, I think, will continue to have a big game running the football. The defense will be consistent in this one. So, I, like I said, I think the Falcons will win. It'll be a close game, but I think the Falcons will win. You know, it would be Falcon style if they did not keep it close, right? <laughs> It's still the main sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me right here on blogtalkradio.com. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at any time with any information that you would like to know about sports. And also you can reach out to me through those avenues as well. All right, Georgia Tech, they've got a big game this coming Saturday. So does the Georgia Bulldogs down in Jacksonville. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. That's right. It's Georgia, Florida happening this coming Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and the Bulldogs, they had a week off. But, you know, a lot of Georgia Bulldog fans are not happy, especially with Mark Rick. They want him out. Now, of course, you know, we kind of had this scenario before. You know, we saw this before with uh, Jim Donnan when he was in Athens. You know, the man won. But Georgia right now is a different element. Uh, it's more so of Mark Rick has gotten to the SEC championship game, but you have not gotten over the hump. You've not gotten your program to an elite level. You have not gotten them to a major bowl. You've not gotten them to the BCS. So now fans want to change, but you've got to be careful when you ask for change as to how that may work out in that a favorable position for you. You know, we've seen some programs like USC and Michigan where that has been the case. Uh, Florida and Georgia will tangle this coming Saturday. Florida comes into this game ranked 11th and 6-1 overall, 4-1 in the SEC. Georgia's 5-2, and 3-2 and two in the SEC. 3.30 is your kickoff time. Georgia is uh, not actually favored to win this one. Florida is the favorite in this uh, now, here's what's at stake, and this is where it's very interesting to me. What's at stake is something for both teams. Both teams actually can still get to the Georgia Dome. They can. They can. But Georgia would have to actually have some help, not only for themselves, but, you know, they've got to play better. Now, the top spot in the SEC's Eastern Division goes like this. If the Bulldogs win, they could clinch the East by knocking off Kentucky and Auburn the following two weeks. Winnable, doable. But if the Gators win, they would just need to beat Vanderbilt or South Carolina to get right here to Atlanta for the first time since 2009. So, you know, we're going to need some other teams to help out with beating Florida as well. So make sure that you watch this matchup with Sonny Michelle. He's going to be running the ball because he's the feature back now that uh, Nick Chubb is out. And, uh, you know, make sure that you watch this matchup with him in Florida's run defense. Now, in his first start since Nick Chubb's season-ending knee injury, Michelle ran for 26 – he ran 26 times for 87 yards against Missouri. Uh, not really an eye-catcher, but we'll see if he gets the ball around the same amount of time. 
or same amount of carries, rather, and see what he can do with the ball, how many yards he can carry, how many yards he can get after maybe after contact. The Gators have been mostly solid against the run, though, although LSU's Leonard Fournette, you know, he ran up and down the field, uh, you know, in their last game against Florida as he torched the Gators for 180 yards and two touchdowns. Now, Grayson Lambert, of course, the Georgia starting quarterback, he's been inconsistent. His biggest struggles came against Vanderbilt, Alabama, and Missouri, who are three of the league's better defenses, as he failed to throw for 200 yards or a touchdown in those games. So, uh, you know, it's going to come down to execution, I feel. Georgia is going to have to basically play an error-free game. That's what it's going to come down to because you know if you're a Georgia fan, you cannot get down early because Georgia, I don't think they're they're actually going to be solid enough to come back and win this game if you're down 14 to nothing, 17 to nothing, 17 to three, 20 to three. You 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 get my drift. I don't think this team will really be able to play catch up. I don't I don't think they will because they're not really built that way. They're built, of course, to run the football, you can tell that, but also to stay close or to keep a lead. They're not really built to play from behind. And that is going to be something that the Bulldogs cannot afford to do in this particular game. Florida, on the other hand, they really love to dominate scores. We can tell that. So it's going to be interesting to see how many guys they put in the box to try to stop Georgia's running game or try to get the Georgia quarterbacks to make a mistake. I really feel that this game, if if, if one team gets out on a big lead, then I really feel that that's, that could be lights out. Because if it's, like I said, 17 to nothing in the first quarter, Florida, that's it for Georgia. I'm, I'm just being honest. The Bulldogs can't come back from that. They're not going to be able to do it. So I really feel that Georgia has to get off to a fast start, set the tempo of the game, and really play error-free. Now, if I had to pick to win this game, I'm in Atlanta. I think Georgia will hang tough with Florida, and I think Georgia gets the win. It's going to be an upset win. But Georgia does enough to get it done. Georgia will get will get the job done on Saturday, October 31st, in Jacksonville, Florida. All right? So we're going to see on that. 3.30 is kickoff. And so just in case they don't, and you can reach out to me, like I said, on Facebook and Twitter. Let me know what you think. Tell me, Kevin, you are wrong. You are wrong. I I can take it. I can take it. <laughs> so definitely uh, mark my words on that because I think that uh, Georgia will get the job done. They will hang tough and uh, do what they have to do to get the win because they know what's at stake. All right, it's Taylor Made Sports uh, with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me for another exciting program here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, recently, you know, I was over at Georgia Tech. And uh, Paul Johnson has weekly press conferences, and I was able to go over there and uh, be able to listen to him. And he's, he does great 
he has great press conferences, I, I should say. The uh, the Georgia Tech staff, they are wonderful, wonderful. And, uh, you know, this game against Virginia, nobody thought that Georgia Tech was going to have a chance against Florida State. No one did. No one thought that. But, you know, Georgia Tech, they came out, like I was saying with Georgia, they had to do what they had to do to get this win. They hung tough with Georgia. I'm sorry, with Florida State. Why do I keep wanting to say Georgia State? <laughs> Maybe Georgia State's on my mind. But uh, at any rate, they will do what they have to do to get a win. We've seen it time and time again or play tough against Florida State. This situation, it was 16-13 going into the fourth quarter. Tech ties the game at 16. Last second field goal is blocked. Who would have thought that that kick was going to be blocked because Florida State's kicker is basically automatic. It's a, a, a duel to the end. You play to the last minute. You play to the last second, and that's what Georgia Tech did against Florida State. They hung in there. It was back and forth a little bit. Field goals were key, but when the field goal that was attempted that would have won the game was blocked and ran back for a touchdown by Georgia Tech, hey, it was excitement in Atlanta. I'm in my car. And, and by the way, I've got to I've got to get back to Georgia Tech in a second. I've got to say congratulations to my dad, Larry Tinsley, who is the host of Top Rated Sunday Morning Praise here in Atlanta on Top Rated Station B103. And he was inducted into the Georgia Radio Hall of Fame. So job well done. I salute you, my dad. I'm very proud of you. Much love goes out to you. And I thank you so much for all the years that you put into radio, never giving up, as well as for all the people that you've touched through your radio ministry every Sunday morning. Congratulations. So the award ceremony for the Georgia Radio Hall of Fame that my dad was inducted to last Saturday was last Saturday night. So after the, uh, we left, the game was still on, and I caught the last of it on radio. I'm in the car like, yes, yes, go, go, can't believe it. You know, and I'm just excited. Because Georgia Tech, like I said, nobody gave them a chance to win this game. They pulled off the upset to move to 3-5 and five on the season. Georgia Tech comes into this game against Virginia now. Just taking it game by game. This is a game that Georgia Tech has to win. Because let me tell you what's at stake for Georgia, for Georgia Tech. They still can get to a bowl if they win out, basically. Okay, you got a winnable game against Virginia. Who comes into this one two and five, one and two in the in the ACC? Then you have your bye. Then you have Virginia Tech, who's been struggling. Miami, who of course just fired Al Golden. Then Georgia. So basically, every game that's left on the schedule is winnable, including Georgia. Yes, you heard me right, including Georgia. So you can actually win your next four games to win five straight to to end the season at seventy five. Worst case scenario, six and six. So a bold streak is actually on the line. A bold streak is on the line. But at the same time, Georgia Tech, from where they were, has come a long way. I mean, hey, you know, you when you're playing on the road against nationally ranked opponents and within the top 20, top 10, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. But uh, Georgia Tech comes into this with flying high off a win against Virginia. And I did ask Paul Johnson, though, you know, does this team still have a sense of urgency or are they just taking it game by game? And here's what he had to say. 
Well, I sure hope there's a sense of urgency. Well, I hope we never lost it. But the uh, you got to take it game by game. I mean, you can't get too far ahead of yourself. And my message to the team today will be, hey, we got to try to get number four. I mean, you got to try to get four. And uh, it's we got a bye week, and we know that. And I can promise you, you don't want to have to sit on losing for two weeks because you don't get to play again for two weeks. So we got to get a good plan and go up there and play – their backs are to the wall, too. This is probably a draw line in the sand for them game. You know, they're trying to salvage their season. So it's uh, you got to get ready for their best shot up there. That's right, and I think they're going to uh, give the Virginia Cavaliers their best shot. And, of course, speaking of their best shot, that depends on how Georgia Tech starts because a lot of times they've started out very slow and has not been able to rebound. So I also asked Coach Johnson about – starting the game and dictating the game as well as on defense and starting fast. Well, I think any time that you can get off to a good start on the road, it's huge. But uh, our last two, Duke and Clemson, we certainly didn't get off to a very good start. We dug ourselves a hole so big you couldn't get out of it. So, uh, you know, you always want to start well. Uh, You look at the Carolina game, it couldn't have started any better here at home. And, and we didn't finish it. So you just got to play for 60 minutes. Take it one play at a time and just play. And there's going to be some ups and downs. And, you know, we talk to the team. I tell them all the time, everything's not going to go perfect. And you're going to make mistakes. And and guess what? Once in a while they're going to block you and you're going to miss a tackle or you're going to miss a block. You just got to put it out of your mind and go play the next play. And that's the way you got to approach it. I mean, you you know, you just got to keep playing. Just play. Keep playing. Whether it's going great or it's going bad, you just got to keep playing. All right, I would agree. You've got to keep playing, and uh, I think Georgia Tech will get off to a fast start in this one. Uh, Virginia, like I said, comes into this one at 2-5 and five on the regular season. And uh, the Cavaliers may have really been struggling, really, mightily. They're 1-2 in the division, but I think that, you know, once it's all said and done, that uh, Georgia Tech is just a better team. You know, I really feel that way. Uh, Georgia Tech, when they are actually on a roll, we saw the, the first couple of games of the season. They're they're one of the really the the hardest teams to stop, especially when they get that triple option working. So, uh, let me tell you what I mean. Tech has actually amassed seventy one rushing plays of ten plus yards this season. That's tied for third most in the FBS behind Baylor, who is eighty two, and Georgia Southern. At 76, Justin Thomas is four and three in his career versus top 25 teams. Three and three against teams ranked tenth or higher. Now, that's a uh, astonishing stat right there. Uh, now the combined record of Tech's last six opponents that I mentioned about a moment ago is 37 and five, with five of the six currently ranked in the top uh, the AP top 25. Tech's schedule today is ranked as the second toughest nationally, behind Texas. So, uh, you know, this Georgia Tech team has had to persevere a lot. But now going into this game against Virginia, uh, like I said, Tech is looking to build on a win against Florida State, which was a last-second win. And uh, But going on the road is going to be much tougher. So this is going to be for a ACC Coastal Division game here to try to win up in the standings here, to move up, rather, in the standings. Uh, Tech has won three straight 
in the series against Virginia in five of the last six. And uh, now the game will be live on the ACC's regional sports networks, including Fox Sports South, and can be heard uh, locally on the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network. So uh, also, you know, make sure that if you are, you know, within the uh, region of the ACC, check this game out because it is going to be a pivotal pivotal game because I think both teams, even though they're under 500, you know, this is kind of a make-or-break game. Virginia's going to come into this game, like Coach Johnson said, with their backs up against the wall, they still feel like their season can be salvaged. And Georgia Tech still feels the same way. But I think Georgia Tech can get that triple option going against Virginia's defense. And I would say they're going to have a big day, but I think they're going to have a day where they can move the ball consistently, and that will get them the win. So uh, I, of course, would go with Georgia Tech in this one. And I think Georgia Tech will do what they have to do to get the win and start strong, start fast, and keep that momentum going throughout the game. So Georgia Tech, I believe, will win this one. Also, we can't forget about Georgia State. Hey, there we go. Georgia State, they're 2-4, and 4th in the Sun Belt Conference, and they're going to be in Jonesboro, Arkansas, against Arkansas State coming up on Saturday night at 7 o'clock, and you can catch that game on ESPN3. So Georgia State will be in action on the road, though, in Jonesboro, Arkansas, against Arkansas State. All right, it's Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor, and the NBA season is now officially begun. That's right, it's official. All teams have gotten their first games in of the season, and, you know, it's a great time. I remember when the NBA was starting their season in early November, but, hey, they moved up a week, so, hey, <laughs> the Hawks are back in action. And uh, they looked flat last Tuesday night against the Detroit Pistons. But they rebounded very well, and I do mean rebounding being the operative word because on Tuesday night they were out-rebounded, out-hustled, out-played against the Detroit Pistons. It was not a good way to start the season, but they bounced back on Thursday in New York, in the Big Apple, against uh, Carmelo Anthony and the New York Knicks. So uh, the the Hawks are 1-1 so far to start the season. They're in action as we record this program here on Friday night. Against Charlotte, Charlotte comes into this game. They are 0-1. They've only had one game, though. But uh, the Hawks, I think, will be able to get the win on Friday night. The next game is over the weekend in Charlotte. So it's kind of a home-and-home home, with a day off in between. So the Hawks will be in Charlotte on Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. And then on uh, Tuesday, uh, they'll be on the road in Miami. To take on the Heat. The Heat are winning oh so far on the season. And so the Hawks will be on the road at seven thirty on Tuesday against Miami. And then on Wednesday they return home to Phillips Arena to take on the Brooklyn Nets as a rematch of last season's first round Eastern Conference playoff series, which of course the Hawks won. So that'll be on Wednesday. And then on November 6th, which is next Friday, the Hawks will travel to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. That game will tip off at eight o'clock. And then the Hawks are back home on Saturday, November 7th, to take on the Washington Wizards. So uh, it's going to be a great uh, uh, week of games here for the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, like I said, the Hawks have gotten off to a, a uh, uh, you know, so-so season so far. But they did that same thing last year. They got off to a slow start. But then when January hit, hey, it was like no turning back. And I think the same will be for this Team this year as well, 
And I recently spoke with the radio play-by-play announcer, Steve Holman, about all the changes, of course, that the Hawks have made, you know, with adding key components. Uh, you got some guys back off injury. Uh, Chip Hardaway Jr. is a guy that they're going to be counting on heavily in their guard rotation. But uh, Steve Holman touched on some other key aspects as to how he thinks that the Hawks will have a great season again this year. Yeah, I think so, and I, I think the Thiago splitter addition oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, is, you know, I think maybe nationally is highly underrated, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's going to be a, a big help for us uh, because size was a, was a problem, especially mm-hmm. when we got into that Cleveland series, and he's been around, and Coach Bud knows him from his days in San Antonio, so and he's been on championship teams, mm-hmm. so I think that's really going to help us, and I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to be a, a big help as well because, uh, you know, I think we're to the point now where uh, it was more important to get an established guy than take somebody at 18 or 19 in the draft that wasn't going to be ready right away. I think I think it'll be okay. Uh, I think with Tabo coming back and healthy, and uh, don't forget Kent Bazemore, too, the yeah. experience that he got during last year when he had to fill in and start and his playoff experience, I think he's going to take a big step this year uh, coming in. And uh, I, I just think that between the two of them, I think we're going to find the right combination there. Yes, I think so, too. So the Hawks, they will be able to find the right combination, getting guys in and out of the lineup, substituting in key situations, and using every guy, it seems like, you know, that the Hawks have in a rotation. So uh, watch out for guys like also Lamar Patterson, uh, who's going to probably play some, some key minutes in this upcoming season. Uh, Mike Muscala uh, got hurt in the uh, opening game against Detroit. Uh, his brain ankle, so we'll see how that maybe affect the rotation as well. But uh, we'll also probably see Mike Scott a little bit more uh, this season. So some key components probably will be uh, making some key contributions at key times for the Atlanta Hawks this season as they look to get back to that number one seed in the Eastern Conference as the season goes along. But it's still early. A lot can happen. But I think the Hawks will do what they have to do to get back to the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference again this season. But, hey, it's not how you start. It's always how you finish. No doubt about that. All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of Taylor Bay Sports. Thank you so much for joining me. Make sure that, like I said, you can check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the next time you'll hear an episode of Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. All right? And, again, you can reach me at Kevin Taylor 98 for all three, Kevin Taylor 98 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Never be discouraged, always encouraged. Until the next time, my friends, I'm out. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 